morning, good morning. Sunday morning, 7 o'clock, and only me, the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. I'm your host, Reverend Mitchell L.E. Kenneth Johnson. And I'm your co-host, Adia Hayden. You know, we, we presumed it would be a little, a little more chilly than it is today, but I thank God it's not. Um, but there is a problem that we are noticing. Um, one of the local newspapers talks about evictions and eviction uh, the Cook County Sheriff's Office is enforcing evictions. Here's the challenge. In the first half of 2023, the sheriff evicted 3,500 households compared to 4,800 in all of 2022. But here's a bigger problem. Pro se litigants are not filing the correct paperwork to either issue a stay to request a jury hearing. I'm not sure what a jury and panel will do, but, but you know. Uh, and I'm, in fact, we've had several people over the last several months uh, call us from around the Chicagoland, Cook County area about eviction problems. Everything from um, landlords not uh, giving five-day notices, everything from sheriffs not actually serving litigants to one young lady uh, received public aid to live in one building. Um, she moved with time left on her voucher, about three months of rent, and the initial building was required to, but never did, send the excess money to the new building, which then... Move to evict the tenant from the premises. Interesting. And, you know, evictions are also up for just a myriad of reasons. Um, one of them being rent increases and the cost of living has significantly jumped this year. Um, inflation has gone up across the country. And so that plays out on the micro level of, you know, rent costs and living in Chicago as well. You know, uh, fortunately, or the up and down side, we got to do a better job of making sure residents are aware of not just tenants' rights, but the support systems that our executives put into place, whether it is the county and or the city. So we're going to have to do a much better job of making that. that connection. Yeah, because there's one on one side, folks don't. Um, the microphone is very low today. <laughs> on one side, folks don't know about the program. And on the other side, you know, the uh, local governments aren't necessarily advertising and pushing these services. So if there's no open lines of communication there. People just don't know. How do we increase the awareness? And then also increase the efficacy of these programs because, you know, we want to make sure they're as robust as possible so they're able to serve as many folks as possible. Well, we just have to get more folk listening to the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. I mean, after all, today's the third Sunday of the month, which means we're going to have information overload with Cook County Board President, Chairman of the Cook County Democratic Party, Madam President Tony Prickton Cole. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, the theme song coming in on that one. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Reverend, Reverend Johnson and Good morning. Great to be with you. Madam President, you not only bring your crew, but now you're bringing your own music background. Is that what's going on? <laughs> it's all in the studio. You have to talk to your engineer. <laughs> <laughs> he can hear you very well. <laughs> what do we have on today? And by the way, um, we may not see you or talk to you, at least not on the air. So do me a favor, if you don't mind, and... Um, Think about, as we close the show, uh, some words of completion for this year, this holiday season, and the new year. I know it's not; it may not be part of your script. Who knows? But I'm wishing that you'll do that as we close the show this morning. Who do we have in queue? Well, before we, before we begin, uh, let me just say you raised some issues around evictions, and I would be happy on our next program uh, to bring in the folks in the county who are working um, with Cook County Legal Aid for Housing and Debt, um, we call it CLAD, uh, and and share with folks again the ways in which they can get assistance if they are facing eviction. How about folks who are behind in their mortgages? 
Um, well, we as I, as I said, it's Cook County Legal Assistance for Housing and Debt, and surely um, mortgages fall both in the category of housing and debt. Um, we don't have uh, rental assistance or mortgage assistance available any longer. Those federal funds have run out, but we do have um, assistance for those who are facing eviction or foreclosure. Um, and, and how to navigate the legal process. So that's that's where we are, and we'd be happy to have that information shared uh, in January with our listeners. You know, I, I really like how you say, um, without saying it, Reverend, if you'll hold on, I'll answer your question. Let me finish my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will be happy to bring folks in next time and and share that information. I know that during the pandemic, um, there were moratoriums on evictions, and uh, we also had considerable federal resources to help people kind of bridge their difficult financial circumstances as they got back on their feet. Um, and, and as I said, those those federal resources are no longer available. So um, we will we will return to this issue in January. How's that? That sounds like a plan to me. But let me just say this um, in complete transparency. We have reached out to your team members over the last several months. And without exception, while they were clear that the funds were no longer available, they absolutely did direct um, those who called either MCP directly or called us on the radio programs off the air to uh, where they could get assistance. And they were wonderfully transparent about, look, those dollars are gone, but the help still remains. And we're proud to say that some folk have gotten assistance. In fact, we were talking about one young lady in the loop who was about to be evicted. And we were able to, through the help of your team, uh, keep her off of the streets. How about that? Very good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, as I said, uh, there are lots of ways in which we can be assistance without uh, directly providing financial support. So um, we'll be happy to talk about that next month. Um, in the interval, uh, <coughs> our first guest this morning is is my commissioner, Bill Lowry of the 3rd District. Uh, he was elected for the first time in 2018 and reelected in 2022. Uh, he is vice chair of finance for Cook County and chair of finance for the Forest Preserve District. And um, he has a lot to share with us about what he's been up to lately. Commissioner Lowry, are you with us? I am here. Good morning, everybody. How are you? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Super fantastic and grateful, Commissioner. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. And by the way, Madam President, he's my commissioner now, too. I'm just saying. What I said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, and your brother. <laughs> and my brother. Amen. It's the light skin crew. <laughs> so tell us, uh, Commissioner. Uh, what's going on? By the way, before we go too far, Madam President, you should know that the commissioner's wife, Dr. Cheryl Watson-Lowry, joined us uh, the second Sunday of last month and had a riveting conversation about the connection with dental health and maternity. How about that? Who knew? Very good. Very good. <laughs> Music in the background tells us it's time to stop talking about Commissioner Lowry for a second and go to a pause for the cause. This is the My Community Foundation Hour. We'll be back with Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle and Commissioner William Lowry, attorney, 3rd District Cook County, after this station break. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit Zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Are you a homeowner or a senior, disabled or a veteran? 
You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kagey, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Hi. My name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the show. Madam President, this is the Mike and Mia Penn Foundation Hour. Someone just gave me a look of death, I don't know why. Madam President, Commissioner Lawrence, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much, thanks so much. Um, so, Commissioner Lowry got a chance to be introduced, but not much more, so let's give him a chance to share what he's been up to. Well, thank you, thank you. Well, first of all, it's always a pleasure uh, to be with you and, and to everyone within the sound of my voice, happy holidays to you. So, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, uh, certainly Reverend Johnson, you know, each and every day, uh, I focus my service on the four pillars, which came to us from the Legislative Black Caucus. And those pillars are economic equity, uh, education, including apprenticeship programs, criminal justice reform, and uh, health care, including mental health care. So each and every day, I always say I, I try to live Galatians as I love and serve my community, and these are these are my my guideposts as I do so. So, in the context of those four, um, I know you and I have been having some wonderful conversations about your work with um, cannabis, um, I, and in support of well, on behalf of Cook County and education and support for social equity applicants. Well, we're very proud of that. You know, when you look at um, the recreational cannabis law, this has really altered our entire ecosystem. So uh, really with the support of the president, uh, I started the Cook County Cannabis Commission because we just want to breathe life into the small letters of that of that act. And, and the small letters speak to uh, the fact that this industry must include social equity applicants and some of the revenue uh, which flows from recreational cannabis uh, should be funneled to the disproportionately impacted areas of, of Cook County. And through our commission and our work with our subject matter experts, we're focusing on that. And we have now created the Cook County Cannabis Business Development Fund. And uh, we have uh, $4 million that, that now will be in that fund. And through an application process, we will actually make grants to social equity applicants uh, who have licenses and, and who are trying to get those businesses up and running. So it's really a small business initiative. We're very proud of it, uh, but we think it also goes to our core, and that is we want participation for all. Because if you're not at the table, what have we said before? You're on the menu. That's the bottom line. So we're line. very proud of that. We're very proud of it. That's the bottom line. Now, listen, you, you recently received a Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, tell us a little about that. First of all, I, I think that means I'm getting old, but in any, in, any event, <laughs> in any event, I'm very, very appreciative, very appreciative of the recognition. It was the, it's the 2023 President Joseph R. Biden Jr. Lifetime Achievement Award, and uh, it was given to me uh, about a week ago uh, by the Southland Black Chamber of Commerce and Industry. And the award um, is given to individuals who have made a major difference within their communities and around the world and also individuals who have volunteered more than 4,000 hours of, of service throughout their lifetime. So I'm very honored to be recognized in this way. Wow. Um, as if your work um, for the county, for the uh, Forest Reserve, um, and your law practice is not enough, you somehow found time to help the, the South of Black History Museum and Education Center. What in the world? Well, you know, the, the DuSabo is truly one of the gems of, of my district, the third district. And uh, any way that I can help our amazing CEO and President uh, Perry Ermer, I'm always going to do it. And I've worked very closely with the Women's Board of DuSabo, including uh, both my and, and the president's very dear friend, Marion Beatty. 
And for the last several years, uh, I've served as the lead um, uh, public official ambassador for the fundraiser for the for the museum. And that's an effort over the course of about 12 weeks where we not only try to spread the word about the great offerings at the museum, but we also work to increase memberships. So uh, we've done so again this year. Uh, we were able to increase memberships, which we gifted to individuals as well as to families and to schools. And uh, we recently celebrated uh, raising $25,000 uh, at the Glitz, uh, which is an annual event put on by the Women's Board at DuSable. Just a great event, Reverend. I'll tell you what, um, as I think about DuSable and our collective efforts to keep that treasure, um, not just active, but to increase the raw number of memberships. I was hoping that I was going to read somewhere in your many acts of community service that you manhandled the Pan-Hellenic Council to make sure all members of that council were part of the DuSable Museum. Well, you know what? We're going to continue this work. And you know where I've been remiss? I have not asked you to be next to me. So you're going to be, you are now next to me as we go forward on behalf of the museum. We're going to put our heads together and we're just going to continue to work and help. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> There's a problem with the transmission. <laughs> you know, first of all, you know, you know, I don't go to the grocery store without checking in with you. So you're going to be right next to me. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a great segue into step up for political leadership. You know, one of the things uh, I want you to talk about step up, but listen, um, Cook County Clerk uh, Karen Yarbrough a couple of years ago coined democracy is not a spectator sport. And we've been hammering that, that drum for quite some time. And then I see that you are stepping up for political leadership. What in the world? Well, you know, what, what we're doing at this point is just making sure uh, that we use this space, because this is a space that, that is uh, really afforded uh, to each of us so that we can give back, so that we can give voice to those not heard and shine a light on those not seen. And we're going to continue to do that in so many different ways. And, you know, one of the uh, ways, and we've talked about this a lot, it's it's through the health care piece. I, I can't stress enough that there's certain communities in, in uh, Cook County where we need more accessibility to health care. And that's one reason that uh, I'm so proud of what we uh, have been able to do with the leadership of, of President Preckwinkle uh, at one of the other gyms in my district. That's Provident Hospital. You know, just in the last five years, uh, we've uh, cut the ribbon on a new dialysis center. We cut the ribbon on a new MRI center. We have resumed ambulance access uh, for uh, Providence so that community hold members... On, hold eat. on, slow down, because <laughs> the ambulance access service, that's huge. It is huge. That, and you're talking about really impacting lives. Yes. So we've, we've resumed ambulance access for the first time in, in over 10 years. I'm also proud, this is how the work can can be combined. We now have had two years of the Provident Hospital Scholarship Fund where we are give, giving grants to uh, students from disinvested communities who are studying for careers in health care. And this past year, how much do you think uh, we gifted in scholarship dollars? How much? Uh, I would say a million dollars. Wrong. million dollars. How did you know that? <laughs> Stop looking at my notes. No, it was a million dollars, and I'm very, I'm very proud of that. <laughs> I, I did. I did not have the um, the pleasure of looking at your notes, but I do have the pleasure of knowing the man behind the work. And there's nothing you do that is, in the words of Benny Martin, half stepping. You are a full stepping um, legislative uh, representative of the third district, and more importantly, you are a full stepping um, cherished member. Of our of our whole holistic community, whether it's NAPCO and you introduced Madam President in North Carolina, or your work around Cook County and around the state. So no, man, if you're if you're engaged, um, you absolutely shoot for the ceiling. Um, hey, listen, this is the Christmas season, and what you have going on for the third district for this season? Well, you know, just yesterday. Uh, I, and again, Madam President, and, and a number of my friends who are serving as elected to various government levels and community leaders, uh, we uh, celebrated with uh, 
uh, Larry Huggins and, and his daughter Latoya Naran's Christmas and Awards. And we were able to uh, provide toys for five families in the third district. We provided a couple of bicycles and laptops. You know, Jay-Z said every child has, has genius-level talent. And it's my real belief through the wonder that comes with your imagination as you play with toys or as you're able to explore the entire world on a laptop, that helps our, our children nurture that genius. So I was so pleased to be a part of Christmas in the Ward yesterday. We had over uh, 1,000 uh, community members there. It was just a wonderful event. So that's an example of how you can give back to our community, and, and I intend to do so every chance I get. Listen, I can talk for hours on end about your good works in this community, but I was surprised about the Kobe and Gigi, Gigi Bryant. Oh, that's Park. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, so I've had the I've had the good fortune over the years of, of maintaining relationships, including one with Jim Capers, who's uh, an NBA referee. We played bitty basketball together. By the way, when we were playing bitty basketball, there was a young girl who would come and watch her brother play against us who kept falling asleep during our games. She was Michelle Robinson then. Now she's our, <laughs> our treasured first lady. But anyway, through uh, Jim Capers and another friend I met who uh, designs NBA courts, uh, we got to work with Vanessa Bryant and the uh, Kobe and Vanessa uh, Foundation, and uh, we brought a, a basketball court, uh, which uh, was also um, in uh, partnership with uh, the Body Armor, which is which was one of Kobe's uh, big uh, partners. And so, 63rd, uh, right off of Lakeshore Drive, we redesigned those courts, so we have a basketball court there. It's, it's uh, NBA level, and it's laid in honor of Kobe Bryant and Gigi. Uh, his daughter, and we, of course, lost both of them in that tragic uh, helicopter crash. So now for uh, forever, we will have right there for our community this wonderful uh, outdoor experience through the Kobe Court. Now, I'm really happy you did that, but I have to lament that my knees no longer afford me the opportunity to play on the hardwood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Madam, Madam you know, President, what? you know a little about that. So <laughs> yes. As a as a basketball player and a person with uncertain knees at the moment, yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm only wondering why this didn't come into effect 20 years ago when I could have went out and showed my skills. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> you and me both. I'm just saying, yeah. Hey, listen, before we go, um, I want to come back around to your third annual men's health fair because, you yes. know, here on the program, we've been focusing a lot on women's health as well. And when you and I had a conversation, we decided that when you have your next annual health fair, we're going to try to broadcast from the fair itself. Yeah, we're going to. You know, you're going to be right there with me. And I'm very proud of it. So every September, in recognition of Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, I hold my men's health fair in conjunction with my dear friend, Dr. Brazier, at Apostolic Church of God with a number of partners, uh, including the uh, president, uh, our president of the county board. And we did so again last September. We had uh, over 40 organizations we partnered with, and we covered all types of health care uh, related um, uh, offerings. Uh, but this is, let me just say this succinctly. You know, people often say, Bill, why do you serve in this way? And this is why. In preparation for that health care, I got a call. I was on a radio show, and a gentleman named Ricardo Mendoza called. And I can use his name because he said I could. And I said already that when you talk about prostate cancer, no man should die from prostate cancer. But you have to have annual physicals. You have to uh, make sure you know your PSA level, your prostate-specific antigen level. His was 17, and he was dropped from his insurance carrier. By that wow. afternoon, I had Ricardo working with Dr. So Arnold Turner. Now, now, we are going to interrupt this portion of the program. All right. Music in the background reminds all of us that we still got bills to pay. This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. We've got Cook County Board President Tony Petwinkle and her crew. Commission Bill Lauer is just one of those. After this station break, y'all come back now, you hear? It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, 
Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit Zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Are you a homeowner or a senior, disabled or a veteran? You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kage, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility. Receive in-person assistance or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Mike and Impact Foundation Hour. We've got Cook County Board President Tony Preklinko in the midst of a story with Cook County uh, Commissioner, my dear friend and my commissioner now, uh, Commissioner Bill Lowry. Madam President, Commissioner Lowry, welcome back to the show. Thank Thank you. you. Commissioner Lowry was uh, sharing with us a story about a person who was uh, uh, impacted by one of his health fairs. Go ahead. Commissioner? Thank you. Thank you. So uh, as I was talking about the steps men need to undertake uh, to know if they have uh, prostate cancer, um, we got a call in to a radio show I was on in preparation for my men's health fair in in, uh, September. And a gentleman was Ricardo Mendoza. And he shared that he had uh, gotten his physical, which every man, and and I want to make sure you do it uh, every year, at least around your birthday. That's where you, you can gift yourself. But in any event, he had the evaluation, and his MRI, uh, I'm sorry, his PSA level was 17. Anything above four is a sign for concern. He then had the second step that you undertake if you have a high PSA, and that is an MRI of your pelvic region. It showed inflammation. Again, that might show, that might represent cancer. It might not, but he did that. And then he lost his insurance, and because of that, he could no longer go to the health care provider he had. And he called, and he was. You could hear his voice breaking. Well, by the end of that day, uh, he had already met with Dr. Arnold Turner from Provident Hospital, and we have been giving him the care that he not only needs but deserves his health care right ever since. I checked on him a couple of days ago. He says he's feeling well, and he can't tell me, he can't say enough how happy he is. He was able to go to Providence so he could get the rest of the treatment. So, Reverend, that is why I do this work. And I, uh, I will continue to do my men's health fair. I'll do it every September in recognition of Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. And I don't just do it because it's the right thing to do it uh, to do. I do it because I am a prostate cancer survivor myself. So when I speak to men and women about this, it's not just based on what I've read or what I heard. It's based on what I've lived. And I'm so pleased to just report Ricardo Mendoza is doing great. But that is why I serve as commissioner. I'll tell you what, I am always in awe uh, about the scope, the depth, the breadth of your commitment to communities, plural, not just your district, um, but you are absolutely one of these treasures that um, you do handle the business in the district for those who elect you, but you're mindful of multiple demographics that you also serve, um, and I, I'm just in awe and to hear that you want me to stand next to you. Madam President, make room, make room, make room. I'd like I'd like Commissioner Lowry to take a few minutes to talk about our forest preserves as well, because he serves as our um, our principal leader in the forest preserves is chair of the finance committee. Um, And he should tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on in the preserves as we as we hear just a little bit later from from Arnold Randall as well. But if you if you'd share your role there, Commissioner, that would be good. I will, and, and I'm so proud of, of the great work of Superintendent Randall and his entire team. You know, big picture as, as county commissioners, I always say our job is to take on the issues of today uh, while working to ensure a better tomorrow. And when you look at the work of, of the Forest Preserves, that's another gem. We've got uh, just vast um, um, acreage of, of Forest Preserves. It, it's a, 
opportunity for all of us to uh, settle down, slow down, and appreciate nature. We have great programming at all of the Forest Preserve locations. Uh, there's a commitment to equity and diversity with everything that, that we do. Um, and, and I just think it's so important that we find ways to make sure our respective uh, community members can, can avail themselves to all the offerings. For instance, uh, I regularly give tickets to a Brookfield Zoo, and often individuals don't, don't realize that that's a forest preserve. It is. During the course of the winter, uh, we're sending busloads of, of our community members to Lightscape, which is at Chicago Botanic Garden. Uh, it's an annual holiday tradition. It's just a wonderful experience. And the Botanic Gardens are another forest preserve location. So it's just a jewel, and I want to make sure, and, and we work very hard at this, we want to bring the forest preserve experience to our entire district. And we're going to keep doing that in every way that we can. But we're very proud of the ongoing work there. Forest preserve also provides uh, summer job opportunities for our youth. So the offerings are really endless, and we're going to make sure we keep shining a light on the very important work of Superintendent Randall and his team. Thank you very much, Commissioner. We're, we're grateful that you joined us this morning. And, Thank um, you. And I want to wish you and your family the best this holiday season. Same to you, uh, President Preckwinkle. Thank you. And I, I think our next guest is actually uh, Superintendent Randall. That's correct. Good morning. Good morning, Superintendent. How are you this morning? I am doing well. Good morning, Reverend Johnson, and good morning, President Preckwinkle. So, uh, Superintendent, uh, Commissioner Lowry, who is chair of the Finance Committee in the in the Forest Preserve, gave you a kind of an introduction, which hopefully you heard. <laughs> why don't you talk to us? Why don't you talk to us a little bit about? Uh, uh, what you're doing and uh, what's ahead in the forest preserves. And and we'll conclude with uh, kind of a reprise of what you've done in your last 13 years with us because uh, it's now public information that you're going to be moving to a new position in philanthropy. So go ahead. Uh, thank you, Madam President. I, I, for the record, I'm also a resident of the 3rd District and Commissioner Lowry is my, uh, my commissioner as well. Um so uh, we have been very busy in the Forest Reserves, as you know, Madam President. We um, we had a very productive 2023 where we really invested in a lot of different areas around the county, including the, the, the southeast side of the city uh, with investments out at uh, Powderhorn Lake and, and really adding additional uh, space there that's uh, high-quality high ecological areas. But we've also supported our Conservation Corps, uh, which uh, the Reverend uh, Jason uh, spoke to where these are opportunities or uh, Commissioner Lowry spoke to. We hire a lot of young people with our partners uh, each each year. We start that process early each year in the spring to hire young people to work as part of our conservation corps where they learn conservation skills and they, they actually get to work on the land with, uh, with our crews and really have a lot of times the first job for them. And so we're going to be growing the number of young people who participate in that. We're really excited about that as well. Uh, we offer more than 1,500 programs a year, uh, large and small, so everything from partnerships with uh, the American Indian Center of Chicago to do a powwow to, to smaller uh, uh, group hikes uh, led by our naturalists and our nature centers and everything in between. Um, we really have added more programming for people with disabilities because we don't want to have anybody be impeded um, with their ability to, per to participate in the forest reserves. Our campgrounds uh, this year, I'm really excited to say, have hit a new high for attendance. Um, so we have more than 80,000 campers uh, come to the Forest Preserve this year. So we are past, uh, past pre-pandemic pre levels with uh, participation at the campgrounds, and there's five of those around the county. Uh, and then we have had just very, very uh, heavy use of our trail system and, and other activities as well. So there's a lot going on. We're really excited about it. And with the... Um, with uh, it's been over a year now with uh, increased resources through a very successful referendum back in uh, November of 2022, uh, we are able to increase our programming and in land acquisition uh, pretty significantly. So we're going to be on that path moving forward. I want to make I want to congratulate you, by the way, um, on the referendum. Seventy percent of the voters yes. of Cook County supported that effort. That says a lot about the leadership at the Forest Reserve. It says that you guys are making sure the messaging gets out, and more importantly, you're in inviting and encouraging all portions of the uh, 
demographic of residents of Cook County to participate and take advantage of the Forest Reserve. So kudos to you, man. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, you know, that recognition goes to President Preckwinkle uh, as well. We, you know, we really, from the very beginning, understood, and the president was very clear from the beginning that the Forest Reserves, the people who come to the Forest Reserves, should look like the people who live in Cook County, and that's a very diverse, uh, you know, demographic. And so we worked really hard from the beginning, but as we've gone along, we've gotten better at it, and we reach into communities and uh, programmatically and, and uh, with schools and church groups and community groups to really connect with a very diverse to accounting that's important to us that's the organizational value so i'm going to take hats off on how important it is but now i've got to put my constituent hat on and say bruh where the golf course upgrade uh, so that's an excellent question we are uh right in the process now of rebidding our golf course contract um been through a very lengthy process uh, to select um, to have a new contract that so could be with the existing vendor, it could be with the new vendor, you know, depending on who has the best proposal. As part of that, we are in, and we have new resources now as well. Part of that is a, a better plan for more investment in the golf courses as well. So, so that means that the, know, uh, the bridge over at River Oaks will get repaired. We're going to get that back nine taken care of real quick. So we've been looking at that as well. That's on the list. That's on the list as well. But, you know, what the reality is when you have limited resources, you have to prioritize. And so, we've, you know, the golf courses were functional and doing really well. Uh, we recognize the need for additional resources to go into those, but we didn't have them at the time. So we had to prioritize. But those are, that's going to change, and we'll have, as I said, we're rebidding the contracts, so we're excited about what that's going to look like. I'm excited right with you. Yes, sir. When it comes to the... Well, and those are very popular, and those are uh, those were got extremely popular during the pandemic because that's one of the few activities you could do safely um, during the pandemic. And so, the go- golfing, not just locally but across the nation, actually uh, went up. The usership went up, and so it's it's, it's uh, making resurgence for sure. Before you get out of here, you've got Kwanzaa coming up. Yes, we do. I'm really excited about Kwanzaa. So uh, we are doing uh, Kwanzaa activities at Dan Ryan. Woods from December 26th to January 1st. So each day at Kwanzaa starting on the 26th. And we're doing um, both indoor and out- outdoor activities related to Kwanzaa. And so our staff have been re- very creative in tying the principles of Kwanzaa to the forest preserve and outdoor and nature-based activity. So I encourage everybody to come to check it out. It's also on the website. You can get the details as well. Um, but an opportunity to do something related to Kwanzaa in the forest preserve. Really excited. This is our first time doing it, so really excited about that. So I, I, it would be inappropriate of me to connect the Kwanzaa celebration. And I, you know, Adia Hayden is here giving me the evil eye and wondering what I'm going to say. Because you're bringing out a full-time racial equity coordinator. Yes, we are. So we have, uh, like like everybody, so um, racial equity, diversity, inclusion has been a priority for the county and for us for a number of years now. And, and you know, the rest of the world is up with that as well. Um, we have had a working group for a number of years now of, of key staff within the organization. So we've got priorities both internally and externally for the force reserves, how we purchase land, how we make our investments is all focused through a racial equity lens. And it's been very active. But now we're bringing on a coordinator um, whose sole job is to do that. Now, um, Arnold, as you well know, because you've been on the show before, that means getting back yeah. on remind us that we must take a pause for the cause. This is our last pause for the cause, but I'm pretty excited about the information sharing right now. This is the Mike and Media Plan Foundation. We will return after this station break with Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle and her crew, which includes Arnold Randall, after this station break. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. 
Visit zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Are you a homeowner or a senior, disabled or a veteran? You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kagey, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Welcome back. Welcome back to the program. This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. It is the third Sunday of the month. We are communicating all the good happenings around Cook County with the help of Cook County Board President, Madam Tony Preckwinkle. And we are on the topic of the forest preserves with Superintendent Arnold Randall. Welcome back to the program to the both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Arnold, you were you were talking about uh, your focus on equity. And um, as you conclude um, that discussion, I'd be grateful if you talked uh, in light of the fact that you're moving on of what you're most proud of in the last 13 years as a superintendent. Thank you, Madam President. Um, so the, the equity piece has been very important, and I am, I am thrilled that we've embedded it within all of our functions at the Forest Reserve. So it's, it's, it's part of what we do every day and how we think about it. Um, I've been really proud uh, of the work that we have done together, Madam President. I, I, it's a legacy that I think will live, live on, you know, for many years well beyond, you know, our, our time here. Um, the fact that we've we've uh, really reconnected a lot of communities to nature, both through camping, uh, through all of our programming, uh, has been really exciting to me. The fact that we have helped uh, improve the health of nature here in Cook County. It was not managed well, and we're doing a much better job of managing the lands and, and adding to the lands uh, to make them available for <clears throat> for the public for their use. And so many more people are, are coming. It's a great legacy to be part of. Um, Everywhere I go, I get really positive feedback about the work, the way the Forest Preserves look and the, the service that they get. And so I'm really proud of the work that my team and, and my work with you, Madam President, especially uh, over the 13 years. It, it, is, it has gone on a lot longer than I thought it would when we first started this job 13 years ago. I can definitely echo how impressive the, the lands are, the amenities. Every time I'm somehow involved in a forest preserve activity outdoors, you know, you can go to the restrooms, they're clean, they're well attended, they're well stocked. Um, so certainly impressive. I have a question about a snowshoeing event I see that you have upcoming. What is snowshoeing and how can folks get involved? That's a great question. So we are doing snowshoes. Are if you you uh, when we have enough snow, uh, so you can put on snowshoes, which we have at our at our nature for free for use. But all in this event is going to be a Camp Bullfrog is out in the Payload area on uh, December twenty seventh, and we're going to do snowshoeing and teach people on snowshoe, and then we'll be building a bonfire as well, so a way to keep warm. But you know, you can enjoy the outdoors in the winter time. It's just a matter of being prepared and dressed well, but it's actually very nice to be out and a lot of fun. Uh, so we encourage people to, to be out for that. And then we're doing a lot of winter break activities. So when school is out uh, for for kids, uh, we're doing winter break activities at Thatcher Woods, out in uh, River Forest and San Ridge Nature Center, out in Calumet City, Little Red Schoolhouse, and a whole, a whole bunch of other places. And we're also doing a lot of activities for uh, Dr. King's Day, uh, Day of Service. So we'll be doing activities in early January as well. Got quite a bit going on, and thank you so much for sharing um, with us. Um, we're just super impressed um, by your work, uh, your tenor here with the county in general, but specifically with the Forest Reserve. Congratulations, man. Job well done. Thank you so much. It's been, it's been a pleasure. And I, I want to thank Arnold, too, for um, the last 13 years of, of uh 
superb leadership of our forest preserves, I think um, the fact that we were able to make so many positive changes in the preserves over his tenure uh, helped us immensely as we went to the voters to ask them for more financial support to expand our ability to acquire property and to increase our capacity to restore uh, our acres. So uh, I just want to thank Arnold for all of his good work and wish him well in the next phase of his career. Thank you so much, Madam President. And last but not least, Madam President, you've got someone else with us as well. Yes, Ted Berger. Uh, Ted Berger is uh, head of our Department of Emergency Management and Regional Security, and he and his team have done yeoman uh, work over the last uh, six months or so to ensure that we got federal aid for families and businesses impacted by the rainstorms that we've had and the terrible flooding. Ted Berger. Uh, Good morning, Madam President, Reverend Johnson, and Ms. Hayden. Thank you so much for having me on the program this morning. It's our pleasure to have you on the show, Ted. And um, we have a truncated time, so I'm going to need you to get right to it. I will, sir. And the last time I appeared on this program was September 17th. And on that very same day, we commented on the significant torrential rainfall. Well, that event was devastating for our residents. And we had a number of residents across the Southland dramatically impacted by overwhelming amounts of residential flooding. Uh, I am grateful to report, though, that under the president of President Preckwinkle, under the leadership of President Preckwinkle, and of course, uh, grateful to President Biden for a major disaster declaration to bring significant amounts of aid to our residents that experienced significant residential flooding. I'll report it quickly. Uh, If you are a resident, a homeowner, a renter, or a business owner that experienced flooding on September 17th as a result of those storms, you may be eligible for significant assistance to help repair your home and business to bring it back to a level of safe occupancy. You can call 1-800-621-3362. You can visit disasterassistance.gov or download the FEMA app, or last but certainly not least, we have an in-person disaster recovery center currently operating in Calumet City, and we anticipate opening additional centers in Dalton, Phoenix, South Holland, and Harvey in the coming weeks. And this is a different disaster than the flooding associated in July, correct? Uh Ms. Hayden, you're absolutely right. We've had a challenging year in Cook County. It had been 10 years since we had a qualifying event for a presidential major disaster declaration, and we've had two and three months. There was a significant event on July 2nd. That application period has closed. And then, of course, a few months later, September 17th occurred. This application period is open through January 19th. So it's important for our residents to be aware of that deadline. You know, you have a wonderful um, capacity to recall because I'd completely forgotten that you were on the program during the <laughs> last event. And now here you are again um, once one more time with assistance for homeowners and businesses about the event that was occurring. While uh, he was on the program, I believe, <laughs> right? It was like yeah. that same day. We were, yeah. Interesting. Well, good to, good to know. Can you repeat those websites and phone numbers um, for folks again, please? Absolutely. There are four ways for our residents to access this much-needed assistance. You can first call 1-800-621-3362. You can visit disasterassistance.gov. You can download the FEMA app or visit a disaster recovery center in person. And I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the strong partnerships with our local municipal partners. Many thanks to Calumet City, Burnham, Riverdale, Dalton, South Holland, and so many more that are helping coordinate this expansive effort. Wonderful. Madam President. Uh, I am I am very grateful uh, to Ted Berger and his team. As I said, uh, when you uh, receive a, a presidential declaration of a disaster, it's the result of a lot of hard work uh, by your team on the ground, proving up uh, the impact. Uh, so twice this year, uh, Ted Berger and our staff at Emergency Management and Regional Security did that information gathering uh, to prove to the federal government that uh, there was a tremendous impact of both of these uh, rainstorms. 
And that uh, groundwork enabled us to secure the federal disaster designations, which enabled our uh, residents and businesses to secure federal support for rebuilding and cleaning up. So I'm, I'm very grateful to Ted Berger and his team. Thank you, Madam President. As are the residents, the businesses in Calumet City, Burnham, South Holland, Riverdale, and Dalton, at least. But these funds for um, the rain emergency which occurred uh, are not limited to those portions of Cook County, but anywhere in Cook County. Is that accurate? That is correct. And just as a a measurement of the scale and scope of these disasters, the July 2nd event that occurred here in Cook County is now the third most expensive individual assistance disaster in the entire United States. Uh, For the July 2nd event, we were able to support 108,000 Cook County residents and bring back over $292 million in aid. To date, our September 17th event has already had 10,000 residents register and has already authorized $17 million in direct assistance. Wow. Wow. And, you know, and a lot more folks were impacted, so we encourage them to apply for aid. Now, before you, before you go, um, uh, Mr. Berger, uh, you know, both of those events happened on Sunday when we were on the air. That, that is correct, and I made a point to check the weather forecast as I was coming into our emergency operations center this morning. It did. It rained a little bit yesterday, but I don't think it was that kind of level. A little bit of rain, and hopefully we won't need to activate this emergency operations center as we did immediately following our previous conversation. Wow. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Madam President, as usual, um, you know, we we laughed a little bit, and um, the fact of the matter is you you bring a, a treasure trove of information relevant to the residents um, businesses of Cook County in real time. So for that, we are grateful. I am grateful to you for this opportunity to share information. I want to wish all of our listeners the best this holiday season. And a reminder that uh, the healthiest people are the ones who remember their blessings every day. And so gratitude is critical. Um, and my, one of my favorite things from Sister Corita is, don't pray for an easy life. Pray for strength. So in the year ahead, we should be grateful and pray for strength. I am grateful, and we will pray for strength. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Cook County. We're president and chair of the Democratic Party, Tony Preckwinkle. She's here every third Sunday. Before we go, I want to wish you a super fantastic and grateful, not just week, but end of the year and new year. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. And we'll see you in the new year. Oh, 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 oh